But to go from A to B in a fat loss transformation, there is going to be weight blocked. I have never ever got someone into the shape that they want to be in and that they have not dropped a significant amount of weight. Never. Not, never happened. So I understand when people say, no, it's not just about weight because it's not. You can build muscle, of course. What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Lean 365 podcast. So today I am back in the sunny Dubai, the very sunny Dubai came back yesterday, so I got back last night from Istanbul. It's a fairly pleasant journey back. Flight was okay, no real issues, pretty straightforward, but it's actually crazy how the heat hits you when you get back to Dubai. And that's coming from Turkey as well. See, Turkey is a hot place, right? You come back to Dubai and nothing prepares you for the heat that this place has this time of year. It is insane. But I think I got back at about midnight and even getting off the plane was absolutely roasting but anyway I cannot complain I do love it here I love this environment and I'm excited to be back and just get back into routine now routine is something that we preach to our clients all the time it's so important to have structure and that's something that is always a little bit harder when you are traveling you probably lose a bit of routine and you you can lose habits that you sometimes have spent a bit of time building and that is absolutely fine because you can quite easily build back a routine again. You can't literally be robotic all the time in exactly what you do. There are going to be periods of your life that things do start to slip a little bit and in the summer, that's completely normal. As long as you still maintain relatively high standards, if your kind of day-to-day routine changes a little bit, that's not the end of the world. But anyway, it is good to be back. I have to say... Dubai is a place that I do miss. It was very difficult coming through into my apartment where the AC has been off for the last two months as this place is literally heated up like an oven. Still sat here with fans around me trying to cool this place down as even with the air conditioning, it's going to take time to get it back to a relatively normal temperature. I think I walked in and it was like 33 degrees and that was literally in my apartment. So last night was interesting trying to get to sleep as the AC is just not bringing the temperature down as quick as I would like. But anyway, we move. That is the struggle when you move to a place like this. Maybe next time the AC will be staying firmly on, even if I do go away, just uh, pay the bills regardless. But anyway, so guys, obviously, depending on when you're listening to this, if you keep up with the podcast and you'd like to listen to it when it's released, then we're going to be coming up to, we've got a big August bank holiday if you're listening to this and you're from the UK which basically means that we've got Monday off. This is kind of like the last almost blowout, I guess, before summer is kind of over, let's be honest, Um, which is interesting. So I wanted to center this podcast around goal setting because I think after this weekend, a lot of you guys listen to this, I'm sure, like a lot of clients at FitLab, will want to achieve big goals by the end of the year, like really lock in. Summer is pretty much over and you know, maybe you've overindulged a little bit and you just want to get your head down and try and achieve something big before the end of the year. Now, I actually think that September is arguably a better month than January for getting started on a fitness journey. I think so because January, everyone's trying to do it. Everyone sets themselves this real pressure and this big challenge and they just overindulge over Christmas and have a huge mountain to climb in January. And most people last till, you know, February and fall off. This is typically what happens, whereas September is such a good time to just get your head down for, you know, 16 weeks or whatever that's left to this end of this year. Get in a really, really good place. Enjoy Christmas with a couple of weeks off. 
and start the new year feeling incredible, not be like the majority of people that are starting trying to make a massive change that you've already made a massive change and you know, you're just cementing that down in the new year. So I felt like if I talk about goal setting today and just use a little bit of a framework that we use at FitLab, well, just that we, that I've always used, and regardless of it being at FitLab, this is a framework that I think is, is a popular one. It's one I learned at school, but just breaking it down into kind of the terms that I like to follow it through, especially when it's in terms of fat loss and body composition. I think this is a good time to talk through goal setting. And I'm pretty sure this is the first podcast that I've done on goal setting, which is surprising considering we're like, what, 50 episodes deep into the podcast now, or almost getting there anyway. Um, so the framework is probably something that you've actually been taught at school before, especially if you studied GCSE PE, or maybe in other areas as well, but it's called the SMART framework, okay? This is what we use when we set goals. And this is super important because most people set stupid or vanilla goals that just don't really have anything to them that are just impossible to track and ensure that progress is actually getting made. This is really, really common, okay? And a goal without a plan is just a wish. That is a saying that I absolutely stand by. If you don't have a plan and you don't have a proper goal set that actually applies, like what I'm about to explain, it is just a wish. You are hoping that you make a massive change. You are hoping that you improve your confidence and get a six pack. You, this is all it is. You're just hoping that something you do might work to help you get there. It's not anything that's actually tangible. It's not anything you're really measuring properly. You just kind of want to look a bit better and you're hoping that you get there. And that's what a lot of people do. They don't have a firm goal set with actual proper structure to it. So anyway, I'm going to talk you through this smart framework and it's potentially something that you have heard before. I'm going to break it down into the terms that you need to understand it when it comes to fat loss and getting into incredible shape. So when I say SMART, each this is an acronym, so each of the letters here stand for a word in which I'm going to explain. So I'll quickly go a quick overview and then I'm going to explain it in a bit more detail. So the S stands for specific, the M stands for measurable, the A stands for achievable, the R stands for realistic, and the T stands for time bound, okay? So these are all very specific to each thing. And I think without any of these, your goal is gonna be weak and it is not going to stand and it's probably not going to get achieved. Whereas if you sit down and apply all these five things, you'll have a lot, you have a much greater probability that you will reach your goal. So the first being specific, okay? This is probably the most important one in my opinion, arguably. The reason why this is so important is because you have to be specific about what you want to achieve. You can't just say, I want to feel more confident or I want to be confident in my swimsuit. Like that is not a goal that is really very specific. It's very vanilla, okay? You're like, it's easy to say that. A typical guy is gonna say, I want a six pack. I wanna see my abs. But what does that look like, okay? That is not a goal that really you can track, that you can set, that you can stand. It's very difficult to understand what that really looks like. So when we think about specific, we need to actually get specific on what we want to achieve. And the easiest way to, I suppose, quantify this is probably going to come down if you're working towards body composition and fat loss, it's a weight target. That is the easiest way to be specific, okay? You can be specific because you can say, I want to achieve, you know, an incredible fat loss transformation. I want to get into amazing shape. And that looks like dropping X amount of weight. 
Now, I un understand it's difficult to understand exactly how much weight that you'd want to lose. I'd say as a rule of thumb, if you're a guy listening to this and you want a six-pack, you're probably going to have to drop at least 10 kilos. That is just from experience of working with hundreds of guys who have wanted six-packs. If you're a girl, I probably wouldn't say your need is going to... Again, this is very dependent. This is very generalized, right? But I think if you're a female, 10 kilos might not need to be the case. Depends on obviously how far you want to take it. But I'd say at least a stone. But for most, again, this is speaking generally and having worked with a lot of females that we drop at least a stone. And that's sometimes for you know men and women that are starting in positions just to where they are fairly lean already. Like guys that have got an outline of abs showing, we've still dropped 10 kilos. Women that have got a fairly flat stomach, we've still dropped a stone. So it's obviously going to depend on how far you want to take things. But I think most of you listening to this, you know, most of my listeners are probably people that are, you know, pretty ambitious, right? You want to achieve big goals in life. So I think you need to set the boundaries out pretty high. And I think that a weight target is the easiest way to be specific because it has a specific figure that you are working towards. And I know everyone's going to say it's not just about weight and, you know, you can achieve a massive transformation without weight. I would probably beg to differ on that one. And no, it's not just about weight. And your weight is not going to drop linearly every single week. That is absolutely fine. Your weight's going to fluctuate. There might be a period of time where you don't drop much weight. But to go from A to B in a fat loss transformation, there is going to be weight dropped. I have never, ever got someone into the shape that they want to be in and that they have not dropped a significant amount of weight. Never. Not, never happened. So I understand when people say, no, it's not just about weight because it's not. You can build muscle, of course. You, you know, you can recomposition your physique and then weight might not be as much of a factor. But just from personal experience and having worked with a lot of people, we have always seen a big weight drop when it comes to a, a big physical transformation. So yeah, your weight is probably going to be the easiest way to be specific with your goal. Okay, so what we will do at FitLab is we have a specific graph that we have used where this is built out in terms of a guy and a girl's height and we look at their height and we decide roughly what weight we are going to diet them down. Obviously, we look at their photos, we're specific, we actually see them. This is why photos are so important and we will decide roughly what we want to diet them down to, okay? So that's typically what we use. If you want a copy of that graph and you are listening to this podcast, as a listener, I appreciate you listening to this and tuning in. Just drop me a message with, I don't know, graph, podcast, graph. I will send you a free copy of the graph we use at FitLab. So you just have an idea of what weight potentially you need to work towards to go and reach that goal. Just gives you an idea. And again, this is not going to be the absolute goal standard, but this is just something that we've used with clients to help us get a bit of an understanding of what weight we are going to work towards. So that gives us a specific goal that we're working towards. We're not just saying that we want a six-pack. We're saying maybe, yes, we want a six-pack, but we are specific with this is how much weight we need to lose to get that six-pack, okay? Or even if it's maybe more of a muscle-building goal, like how can we be specific towards that? Is Weight gain is maybe a difficult, more of a difficult measure because I think in muscle-building, weight gain is extremely slow. Can we be specific and say, I want to be able to do a 100-kilo bench press? Probably avoid flat bench press from my experience. <laughs> But you get the gist. I want to be able to do a three-plate squat, okay, 140 kilos. If you're specific in the numbers that you want to lift in the gym, that is also specific to a goal that's actually tangible to achieve, right? We're specific, again, if you are getting stronger, then you are going to be building muscle. So that is the byproduct, which is why I think it's great to be specific with goal setting in terms of the performance that you want to achieve. 
can we be specific and say, you know, some people might be like, well, I want to get fitter. I want to get into running. I just want to, you know, I want to feel fitter. What is feeling fitter? Guys, you can feel fitter by walking up the stairs five times. Okay, that is not a goal that really stands. When I'm thinking feeling fitter or I want specifically, like we've got guys that want a sub 20 minute 5K. That's a goal. That That is fit. If you are running a sub 20 minute 5K, you are probably in the top. I'm not a runner, so it's just hard for me to quantify, but I don't think there's that many people on this planet that can run a sub 20 minute 5K, if I'm honest. I want to say you're in at least the top 5% of people, maybe even 1% of people that can run that sort of time frame for a 5K. So, you know, that's a specific goal. I want to be able to run a marathon. That's specific, okay? We're not just saying I want to get really fit and, and you know, I really want to get into endurance. We're being really specific with what we're trying to talk about. So this is why it's extremely important to make sure that you set yourself really specific goals that you can actually track. That leads me on nicely to the M, which is measurable, okay? So this stands for being able to actually measure your goal. Okay, so there is a few ways in which you can do this if we're thinking about body composition, the most kind of standard ways that you measure your progress, which again, if you don't do this, you are never ever going to be able to track your progression. Okay, it baffles me when people don't do this. People are scared to weigh themselves. You know, people are scared to take photos of themselves. Guys, you have to do this if you want to track your progression towards a goal. Otherwise, there is no point in even working towards a goal. Okay, so the biggest ways that we measure would be weight, of course. So again like we're tracking our weight and i would be tracking weight not once a week if you track your weight once a week you are leaving yourself open to probably a very unpleasant fluctuation which could set you back you need to be weighing yourself daily in my personal opinion um you can probably get away with weighing yourself a little bit less if you would like if you'd like to maybe three four times per week is still okay in my opinion daily when i am working in a dieting phase i will weigh myself daily and i'll have a graph above the scales that i will write on the wall the weight that I am. So I don't forget as well. It's not just, oh, that's what I weigh. You obviously can get smart scales and stuff now that will dictate this for you. But for me, that's what I've always done. I haven't weighed myself for a long time now, um, which is, again, is absolutely fine. I've not been working as much towards a specific goal with my rehab that's needed me to weigh myself because I've been focusing on just getting back to normal strength, right? I had a pretty serious injury. Um, but when I am in a you know, a big composition phase, I will weigh myself and I will do it daily and I will take record of that and I will make sure that I know what my weight is because that will stop me from fluctuating and you will understand what your weight looks like across the week. So weight is an important one. I would personally take it in kilos, but pounds is also fine as well. Something that's more specific. I think stone is, it's not a measurement, it's not a metric that I really use. Uh, the problem with stone is it's very much like it's harder to get an exact figure, right? If like 14 stone five, 15 stone one, it's, it's more difficult. Whereas in pounds, you're very specific to a number or kilos, you're very specific to a number. So that's why I prefer working in those metrics. Photos obviously is huge. Like you have to take your photos and you need to be doing those weekly as well. In my opinion, I mean, you could probably get away with doing it every other week in, in terms of photos, if I'm honest. But I, I just like, I like being consistent. Okay, if I'm gonna do things, I like being consistent with my approach. So every week, photos, again, like with clients, we probably say every two weeks is fine as well. Okay, you want to be taking them in the same spot, same lighting, you know, morning time, no pump, just the same every single time. If you take a photo, you know, first time in the morning with no pump, and then your next photo is after you've just done a gym session and smashed your chest and arms, that is a very unrealistic comparison. <laughs> so make sure you do your photos at the same time in the same place. Don't get me wrong, it's great to get a pumped up gym shot, and I'm not slating that for a second. Go check my Insta, you'll see a lot there. 
But what I'm saying is when we're really tracking progression, we need to be making sure it's consistent, okay? It needs to be in the same spot, same lighting, same time, all that kind of stuff. The other one would be metrics in terms of your measurements, right? So the only real one that I personally think is important taking, and this is from a personal opinion, you know, as me as a coach, I'm not saying this is what everyone says, but I just think your waist measurement is the most important because it's no faffing. Everybody knows where their belly button is, straight around the belly button, job done. You can take that pretty accurately every single week, okay? There's not really much of a degree of an accuracy with that. And for most people, you probably want to lose belly fat, right? If you listen to this, you're probably going to want to lose a bit around the gut. So it makes complete sense to do a waist measurement. So that's what we would say. You can do lots of other measurements. If you want to do thighs and arms and quads and all these kind of places, you can do that. And that is absolutely fine. The more measurements you take, the better. However, the more you take that also, the more chance there is of inaccuracy in terms of the reading. And I think that it's more difficult to measure other areas because we haven't got belly buttons all over our body. <laughs> Whereas the belly button is very easy to distinguish and we can just take an exact measurement around that. To be honest, as like I say, that is an area most people want to improve. And we know that if we've maybe not dropped as much weight one week, but we've dropped quite a lot of our waist measurement, like that's a huge sign of progression in terms of fat loss, okay? Regardless of what the scales say, like if we've dropped waist measurement, that is a really good sign. So that's why I like to take waist as well. That's why I always take with clients too. And the last metric that I think is worth measuring, which you should be measuring, is your gym progression. So your strength in the gym. So your, your weights, how much you're lifting. This is really important in terms of a goal because we want to ensure we're getting stronger, right? Okay, if you set yourself a goal of wanting to look better and you've said specifically, I want to drop 10 kilos, we want to make sure we're at least maintaining our strength in the gym at the very least because this means we're not losing muscle whereas if we're not tracking our gym and we realize we've actually just dropped 20 kilos off our bench press probably going to have dropped quite a lot of muscle so you need to make sure again you're tracking in the gym you know what you're hitting in terms of numbers and then that way you're really taking the most important measurements i mean you can go to the nitty-gritty and start taking your resting heart rate and all this other stuff if you really want to you can track your sleep again you, you can do that you can track your REM sleep all this kind of stuff I wouldn't say it's something that you really need to get hung up about because the more measurements that you take the chances are that you're going to miss some things and not take them and then you get inaccurate you get inconsistent it's just not really something I'd recommend so those are really my big four I would say and I think really like anyone can track those measurements they will literally take you a few minutes a week Okay, maybe the, the gym progression one's a little bit longer, but you're in the gym anyway. It's just literally putting some numbers in your phone. It's not gonna take you that long. So that's that. Next up is the A, which is achievable. So we need to set ourselves an achievable goal, which isn't actually stupid, right? So we would normally work off the metric if someone's in the fat loss phase, they should be losing about 0.5 to 1% of their weight per week. Now, I would I would see that as a good level of progression from a fat loss perspective, okay? That is good. If you're losing more than that, at the start, maybe that's okay, but realistically, we're probably gonna start to lose some muscle mass if we're losing too much weight. So like people sometimes think it's, it's amazing to lose lots of weight in a short space of time. Don't get me wrong, short diets can work and there is a place for them. And in, in the right circumstance with the right guidance, you can lose quite a lot of weight in a short space of time and you can probably get away with it if you, if you take care afterwards. But for most people, and I think a, a nice realistic target, an achievable target is 0.5 to 1% weight loss per week. Okay? So we actually have an achievable numbers that we've set, 
which we know we can quantify and that we can look at. We know we're on the right track roughly. If we're not losing you know, that much weight per week, realistically, we might need to tweak a few things. Okay, so having an achievable goal is very important. People sometimes say, oh, I want to lose 20 kilos in eight weeks. It's not going to happen. I want a six pack. I'm going to Ibiza in a month. Not going to happen. You need to be achievable with your goals, okay? They need to be achievable. They need to be something that you can actually do within that time frame. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up to fail. So you need to make sure you take the time to understand what is achievable and then set something around that. And the next one is realistic. So this is very similar. So I think the A and the R in this in this acronym are very similar. So achievable and realistic is kind of a joint one, right? But we need to remember that most diets are going to take at least 12 weeks. And like I say, there are a few scenarios. If you really throw the kitchen sink at things, you can maybe do it in a shorter time frame. But 12 weeks, 16 weeks, more than that. Like I, for some people, it's going to take six months to go for a dieting phase. Guess what? That is absolutely fine. It doesn't matter if it takes you six months to diet for some people it's going to take a year to diet it's good the point is it's infinite in infinite it could take a long time to go through that obviously we want to get this done in a short space of time as, as quick as possible but it doesn't matter if it takes a little bit longer but we need to be realistic with the time frame okay you can't set yourself a goal and say oh, i want to be shredded in eight weeks if you've got a lot of body fat to lose because it's not going to happen okay real being realistic is super important and that is one thing at fit lab that i confidently say we are realistic we don't do short programs at fit lab people always ask me and this is there are a few very finite i suppose times where we've done very short programs and, and occasionally okay so i'm not going to say all the time this is exactly what we do but our program at, at fit lab is six months for a reason because we are realistic in terms of we want to actually say no for someone to know at the start to get to the end of their transformation, not even the end, but to get to a really good position where they are in fantastic shape, they've got to a good amount of calories where they can maintain their result, and I can confidently say if they leave the program tomorrow, they will be okay. That takes six months, and I do not believe that people can do it in a shorter time frame than that, okay? I really, really don't. Again, there are some circumstances that might fall into a different position. We've had some clients that you know, we've done a shorter program and we reverse dieted them afterwards. They've, they've been okay. But as I say, I'm talking really for most people here. And we are a program which offer what I believe to be life-changing results that take time to be able to achieve. And I think that six months is the minimum amount of time you're going to need to go through a transformation because the weight loss is not the only part of a transformation. And I cannot stress this enough. And I always say this to people because people just think, oh, when I'm shredded, I've got to the end of my transformation. That is not how it works it's not just about losing weight because if you just focus on losing weight you will gain the weight back i've seen it hundreds of times i've done it myself okay i've lost lots of weight well i haven't lost huge amounts of weight because i've never really been in a position where i've needed to but i've lost a, a, enough weight to get extremely lean for a, a competition with no focus afterwards and i've just gained lots of weight back and way more than what i even had at the start so i actually got into worse shape from a prep okay so this is why being realistic is important. And I will always say that to someone when they join the pro when they inquire about joining the program. Say so that realistically, it's probably gonna take us at least 12 weeks, probably probably more like 16 weeks. 12 weeks is not enough time for most people to diet realistically. 16 weeks is probably enough time to get you to where you wanna be in terms of the dieting phase. Maybe longer, it might take more than that, but 16 weeks is a good amount of time to start off with. We could take a little diet break at 16 weeks, see where things are at. It's then probably going to take us at least sort of four to six weeks to reverse diet. 
So that's going to be taking you from dieted state, lean, but not in a position that's maintainable, to maintainable lifestyle position where you can actually eat you know, a fair amount of food and not have to do a shit ton of steps every day to be able to sustain. And then after that, you're probably going to want to build some muscle. So we then put clients into performance phases because guess what? Most people want to build muscle. Most people want to get fitter, want bigger quads. They want bigger glutes. Like most people have a goal. Most people aren't satisfied when they go through the end of a dieting phase. Some people are, but the people that I suppose are really ambitious are going to want to achieve more. So then our performance phase is pretty infinite, to be honest. Like we could then take someone on a 12 month performance phase or a six month performance phase and get them into an incredible place cardiovascularly, an incredible place um, aerobically or even you know strength-wise, get them to build 10, 20 pounds of muscle, which we've done with a few people now. We've, we've really slapped the muscle on their physique. And then after that, maybe then they're in a position you know where they can relax things a little bit if they, if they want to. Um, but normally most people then want to do something else. <laughs> we've had clients go through performance and then back into a diet again. So uh, a couple of clients that have done, you know, more than one photo shoot, they've got you know got lean for a shoot, built muscle, and then they've gone back and done another shoot. So, guys, fitness is something that really never ends. But I think realistically, going back to my point, you, you do need to do something that's actually achievable. You need to set yourself a realistic goal. And if you don't do that, again, you will fail. So you can kind of see where I'm heading at with these things. The last is time bound. Okay, so this is, again, arguably one of the most important points because it's where most people... Okay. Most people do not do this. They do not set deadlines. They don't give themselves a time-bound goal. Now, it is Parkinson's law. As humans, we procrastinate. We will leave things until the last minute, until the absolute deadline as to when they need to get done, and then we will do the work. So we need to work with deadlines. We need to say we are going to achieve this goal by X date. And if we don't quite get there, it's not the end of the world because we can always move the goalposts or we can you know, revision the goal a little bit but we have to work towards deadlines. If you just say, okay, if you could do all the above that I've just said, you could be specific with your goal, you could be you know, really measurable with your targets, you could make it quite achievable, you could you know, be realistic, but then you might not set a deadline and you will be spending the next two years still trying to get there because you've not got any urgency to actually go and reach the goal. So you've got to create urgency that is gonna come down to being time bound and saying, I'm gonna achieve this goal in 12 weeks. I'm gonna achieve this goal in 16 weeks. Okay? And like I say, if you don't quite get there, you don't need to give yourself a hard time. But you're going to be there a lot quicker if you set a time-bound goal. I think being urgent with your goals is super important. It's exactly the same with everything you do. It's not just a question of fitness, but it's, it's everything. Like if I'm working towards something in FitLab, I will set a deadline. Otherwise, I'll be spending 12 months trying to do something that could take me two weeks. Okay, I'll keep putting it to the back of the pile all the time. So we need to be urgent, we need to set deadlines, we need to literally draw a line in the sand and make sure that we, we do things when we say we're going to do things. You need to not break promises to yourself, okay? Honour things, do things, follow through, get the job done. And like I say, if you give it your absolute best attempt and you don't quite get there by the time frame that, we've, that you've been set for yourself, that you've set yourself, does not matter because guess what? You're going to be a damn sight closer than if you didn't set the time frame at all and if you just dilly-dallied around. So having that time-bound goal is super important. So, guys, that is my smart framework broken down into Chris Wright style. So hopefully that's given you guys a little bit of understanding. Um, hopefully you can go and set yourself a goal now. 
maybe enjoy this bank holiday. Whenever you are listening to this, maybe you are ready to literally go and set yourself a massive goal now. I would literally sit down and I would write everything that I've just said there and put it into your own words and just actually set yourself a goal for once. Literally write it down because if you write things down, it always means there's a lot more chance of you achieving it. Again, that is a fact. If you write something down, you're more likely to stick to it. Write it down, use this framework and you will get incredible results. Okay? The only thing that you are not going to get from this, well, there's a few things you're not going to get from this. You're not going to have accountability if you are going at this alone. Okay? And that is where coaching comes into its own because you can do all these things. But unfortunately, you can still fall at the first hurdle because if you don't have someone holding you accountable, you can let the standards slip a little bit. But there's plenty of ways we can, we can get accountability. It doesn't just have to be from a coach. So anyway, guys, that is pretty much the framework that we use at FitLab, that we've used multiple times that gets clients the results that we do. So if you're listening to this and you feel like this has really resonated with you and it's something that has been really useful, then I'd really appreciate if you could share this to your story, maybe send it to a friend as well and sort of try and get the podcast out there. I know there's a lot of listeners on this podcast now, which is fantastic and always trying to grow this as much as possible so if we can get this out to more people that'd be amazing so share to your story send to a friend that'd be fantastic if you want some deep one-to-one help some real personal one-to-one help with your fitness goals you know you realize that you're not really getting anywhere we're about to go into september and you just want to end this month or end this this year rather super strong and actually achieve something big but just drop me a message okay no obligation whatsoever drop me a message on instagram let's just have a chat let's see if we can actually help to start off with like you know a fit lab we don't help everyone if we feel like we can't help someone we'll be honest about it so let's see if we can help if we can maybe just jump on a call let's have a chat and let's see if we can get a plan in place that's going to get you to exactly where you want to be by the end of the year so anyway that's pretty much it guys if you could leave a review as well on this podcast much appreciated but That's all for now, and I'll catch you in the next podcast.